Hello, everyone. And by everyone, I guess I just mean Mr. Anelli. <laughs> Hi. Anyways, welcome to my podcast, Dance Confidential. This is my safe space, and yours, I hope, where I'll be spilling the tea about what controversies go on in the dance community and how the dance world has evolved into what it is today. Um, I guess I'll just get into it then. Um, a little overview about myself and my dance history. I've been dancing all my life and started seriously competing about nine or maybe ten years ago. Uh, probably described my body type as mid-sized, definitely strong and muscular, grounded. And you're probably wondering why, why is she describing her mid-type, uh, her body type? You'll see. We'll get there. Um, anyways, we had this Russian, or no, I think she was Hungarian. Anyways, we had this super strict foreign ballet teacher with really thick, heavy accent at my studio. My dance studio. And she was just incredible. Taught me so many things I still use in my everyday life. Like, posture. Like, I literally sit in school with my back straight constantly. Or even just regular manners. She was insane, though. She was crazy. Like, one of my friends yawned in her class, and she kicked her out. Claimed my friend was bored of her class. When it was actually just, like, 10 p.m., on a school night, and we were in, like, middle school. <laughs> oh my gosh, anyways. I've always had a fuller body, thicker than most of my skinny mini classmates growing up, and I still am today. And I remember in sixth grade, we were doing some bar work in our ballet class. And if you don't know what that is, it's like, the bar is out, and we do a bunch of different exercises. and. We usually do that every class, and my ballet teacher always went around correcting our posture, turning out our feet, lifting our heads, just generally helping us be a better dancer and improve our technique. And as she walked by me, she scolded me for perking my butt out and told me to tuck it in. In my head, I was like, lady, sorry, you just have a big butt. Obviously, I didn't say that, but... But it was more like I was telling her that I was doing that. I was tucking my butt in, like pulling my pelvis together. And she looked at me like I was wrong. And she said, while walking away, a little loud so everybody could hear, but clearly directed toward me, she said that I could afford to lose a few pounds. And she really embarrassed me that day. And my, my face was red. I felt so hot. And it stayed with me. And she always used to compliment me that I had the soul and passion of a real ballet dancer. And I took so much pride in that. But her comment made me feel like that's all I would ever have. Like that potential or wasted potential to her, you know? And this was just like a small isolated incident that happened to me. But it didn't stop throughout the years. These countless microaggressions, I'd probably call them from my teachers and my peers about my weight, costumes never fitting me properly, fitting my fuller chest or my bigger butt, 
One of my classmates literally said I walked like a penguin. I think it was in fourth grade. And I cried. I was so sad about that. I didn't understand it. And be reminded that I'm not overweight. I was never overweight. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm a mid-sized person. And the fact that this is happening to me, you could probably imagine how plus-size dancers in the dance community feel and what they're going through. Body shaming is such a huge problem in the dance world that it sparks different eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia. And for me as a person who has a binge eating disorder, this mindset that skinny equals better dancer is extremely toxic and mentally draining. Probably say the word toxic a few times in this episode, but it's just the perfect world to describe what the state of the dance world is like right now. And anyways, along with body shaming, racism in the dance community is a huge topic definitely to be discussed. And although I have no personal accounts of dealing with racism, being a white person myself, I feel like I can speak confidently about this from what I've witnessed and what I've read about. So for instance, my dance studio, we have one person of color on the team. Let's say her name's Kelsey. And when we perform on stage, we're supposed to have pin straight ponytails and our shoes are supposed to match our skin color. So well, for Kelsey, before every competition, she had to put a relaxer in her hair, which is super damaging for a hair type. Meanwhile, the rest of us just had to straighten it with a regular straightener. And my teacher, along with so many other people in the dance community, teachers, mentors, directors, they had no regard for what she and other people with her hair type had to do to achieve that pin straight look. For dance shoes, Kelsey had to buy from a whole different seller than the rest of us, kind of like singling her out because only certain places sold darker shoes to match her melanin skin. And it's so unfair that white people get this boost, this more of an advantage than black people or any other person of color. I feel like people always talk, we always talk about how far we've come but not recognizing how long it's taken. Like for example, Misty Copeland, the first uh, African-American female principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater, I memorized that, (laughs) which is freaking awesome. But that was only back in 2015, the first African-American female principal dancer, 2015. Yeah, I said that. (laughs) Anyways, that was six years ago, just six years ago. And she had to fight her way through the critical dance world despite not being the stereotypical ballerina white girl image. And I put stereotypical ballerina in air quotes. Obviously, you can't see that. Because she sure as heck fits the ballerina image. She's so, like, an incredible dancer. Strong. Like, well-rounded. Like, it's just... I can't. Um. Anyways, recognizing systematic racism in the dance community is so important, especially if you're part of that community, which I am. But recognizing it is super important, being part of that community. And dance educators give these lame excuses for not casting people of color 
because they claim that since most of their dancers are white, they don't want that image to be broken by black or brown bodies claiming symmetry is more important, or requiring black and brown girls to wear pink tights and pink ballet shoes when there are alternative for all different alternatives for skin-colored shoes and tights. Or making black girls tame their hair for ballet class and saying things like, well, I just didn't know what to do with your hair to these black dancers. Which is exactly what I was talking about with my friend Kelsey when she had to put relaxer in her hair for our competitions. Not only do these classes fail to teach about the contributions of black dancers and choreographers in these different genres of dance like ballet and modern and hip-hop, there's way more than just Alvin Ailey, which everybody learns about. They don't teach about the racist history and appropriation of these different cultures, these different African, Asian, indigenous cultures by white dancers and choreographers. And we need to understand that equality means giving people of color dancers this added support. And not just allowing them to grace a school or company, but also letting it be known that equality does not is not sufficient enough to combat systematic racism. And I can go on and on about this and how much there is need to change in the dance community, but I implore you, I encourage you to look into it yourself. There's so many things that me as a white person, I never knew about until I read about it, what these people of color dancers go through. Um, I really hope I got my point across with the general toxicity of the dance community. But don't get me wrong, dance should be shared and appreciated and loved everywhere. But things like body shaming, eating disorders, and racisms and racism When things like that get in the way of appreciating and sharing and loving dance, there's an obvious problem. Well, that's all I have for today's episode. Be sure to look out for the next episode where I'll be talking about the dance competition world and the inner workings of it. Thanks for tuning in to Dance Confidential. (laughs) 